Hi, everyone, and welcome to the State of State Schools podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper, Christian author, former homeschooler, and former public school teacher. Once a week, I'll give a quick recap of the most important headlines in education and pull back the curtain on what's really happening in our kids' schools. If you're a teacher, parent, or homeschool family, this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 25. We have three headlines to get to coming from the week of June 5th. Here are the headlines. Close to half of the population is fine with schools keeping secrets from parents. In Ohio, parental rights are under attack from the ACLU and text messages show that teachers unions and the CDC worked together to keep schools closed during COVID. That's right. Story number one, there's a group in Virginia called the Fairfax Parents Association, and they submitted an information request under the Freedom of Information Act concerning communications between the CDC and the two major teachers unions during COVID. As a result, text messages were found showing that the leaders of the National Education Association, the NEA, and the AFT, the American Federation of Teachers, the two biggest teachers unions, they were in fact communicating with the CDC's director at the time to delay the reopening of schools. The text conversations go back to February of 2021, That was the middle of the first full year of COVID school closures, if you remember. At the time, the CDC guidelines were set to reopen schools or allow schools to be reopened. But then the CDC director received text messages from NEA President Becky Pringle and AFT President Randy Weingarten. They both expressed their dissatisfaction with the CDC guidelines. Well, the very next day, the CDC changed their guidelines to say, quote, all schools have options to provide in-person instruction, end quote. This change allowed schools to stay closed while still following CDC guidelines. As soon as the CDC changed their guidelines, Weingarten texted the CDC director to say, thank you. Thank you for what exactly? Well, it seems pretty clear that she's saying thank you for allowing schools to remain closed. The CDC director responded to Weingarten by saying, quote, thank you, friend, end quote. So the CDC changed their COVID policy, not based on the science, like we were all told, but based on what the teachers union bosses wanted. So remember when we were all told, quote unquote, trust the science on a daily basis? Well, apparently the quote-unquote science was just left-wing politics. In the end, prolonged school closures made no difference in terms of the number of deaths, etc. So why does this matter, you might ask? Well, it matters because these are the people who are calling the shots. Teachers unions and their presidents were manipulating the CDC, and the CDC was keeping schools closed, They were also shutting businesses down and telling regular Americans that they weren't essential. Remember essential workers? So don't you remember how awful it was to see 
your local business owners closing their doors, people that you know, people you love. Don't you remember the damage that was done to kids? The graduations that were missed, proms, dances, games, concerts. And don't forget about the unprecedented loss of learning that this younger generation suffered as a result. Kids were trapped indoors, staring at laptop screens, staring at cell phone screens, watching TikTok videos, scrolling Twitter. This is exactly why government should not be involved in education. Headline number two, a warning to parents in Ohio. The ACLU wants to amend the state constitution in such a way that would easily remove parental rights. The ACLU suggested wording to amend the Constitution, and it says, quote, every individual has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions, end quote. So they said every individual, which could be interpreted as even minors, children. They also said, quote, one's own reproductive decisions, end quote, such as boys and girls taking puberty blockers, being chemically castrated, or receiving sex change surgeries, those types of reproductive decisions. Well, as usual, the language is intentionally vague so that the ACLU can deny such radical claims like I just made, but they still leave the window wide open to undermine parents and harm children. The ACLU has been challenging parental consent laws for years, this is just their latest attempt to weaken the family. I began seeing this intense push to remove parents from their children way back in 2020, three years ago. And that's why I wrote my book, Conflicted, Pulling Back the Curtain on Public Education. While my wife and I do not have children, I can say as a veteran teacher that parents are far more important in the life of a child than I ever was as their teacher. I also discuss in my book the huge impact that my parents had on my life, especially when they made the decision to pull my siblings and me from public schools and to homeschool us. They saw the godless trend in schools and they wanted to give us a biblical foundation. And that's something that's still paying dividends over 30 years later. So I say all of that to say this, parents, especially parents in Ohio, this is a real thing. Many schools, not all schools, but many schools and organizations, they're clear on their intentions to remove parental rights. It's something that you must be aware of in order to protect your kids. Kids are kids. They're not adults. Their brains are not fully formed. They're vulnerable. They're impressionable. And it's the God-given role and duty of parents to train their children up in the way they should go. So, I encourage you to take bold stands against groups and movements that would undermine the sanctity of the family unit. Story number three, this goes right along with the parental rights issue. Rasmussen did a poll recently and questioned over 1,000 people. And here is the big question that was asked. Quote, should schools and teachers be allowed to counsel students on their sexual and gender identities without parental knowledge or consent? End quote. Let me say that again. 
Here's the big question of the poll. Should schools and teachers be allowed to counsel students on their sexual and gender identities without parental knowledge or consent? So before I tell you the results, answer that question for yourself. What do you think? Should they? In your opinion, what percent of Americans think schools should teach children about gender ideology without first getting permission from the parents? Now that includes preferred pronouns, the trans movement, gender fluidity, children being sexual from birth, etc. Well, according to the poll, 40% of participants said, yes, that's fine. Schools can brainwash my children, sexualize my children without me knowing about it, no problem. 40%. Which means only 60% of the participants said, no, schools should not be counseling students on sexual and gender identities without parental consent. So does anyone else think this is crazy? I know 60% is the slight majority. They oppose it, but shouldn't it be 100% that oppose this? 40% of parents are fine being lied to and kept in the dark? You know, like just a few years ago, this whole concept was unheard of. Now it's widely accepted. It's fine. It's okay. No problem. So when I talk about parents being removed from their kids' educational process, this is what I'm talking about. And what's the big deal, you might ask? Well, I deal with this, again, in chapter 8 of my book, and we can look back throughout history and use history like a roadmap, looking at all the stops along the way and learning from it. And we can see other school systems and other governments that separated parents from their child's education. And we can see the destruction that resulted, not only for the families themselves, but on society as a whole. And I'm talking about the USSR under Lenin, Germany under Hitler, communist China under Mao, communist Cambodia under Pol Pot, the totalitarian regime in North Korea under the Kim family. And if you think that's a little too extreme to be drawing parallels to our own education system, then just read chapter 8 in my book or go back and listen to episode 16 of this podcast titled Dangerous Parallels. You'll get just a brief overview, but I think it'll really rattle your cage and help you see the prevalence and the significance of these radical ideologies in our schools. So let's finish with a few fast facts. Fast fact number one, Oklahoma just created the nation's first publicly funded religious charter school. The school is called St. Isidore of Seville Catholic Virtual School. And it will use tax dollars to provide religious courses with the mission to, quote, educate the entire child, soul, heart, intellect, and body, end quote. State leaders have opposing views on this issue, the issue of using tax dollars to fund religious courses, So we'll see what happens. Fast fact number two, on that same note, LA School District distributed LGBTQ materials to students, encouraging them to celebrate Pride Month and to become LGBTQ allies. So if LA can use tax dollars to promote LGBTQ, why can't Oklahoma use tax dollars to promote B-I-B-L-E? You see, Everyone operates with some sort of morality. 
based on their own convictions. Some morals come from the Bible. Others come from man or humanism, really. But there is a certain set of morals being carried out in public schools. There's no neutrality. Can we have two different sets of morality when they clearly contradict one another? Is that possible? So this is just another reason why I advocate for homeschooling or Christian classical schooling. Fast fact number three, Glendale Unified School District in California voted on whether or not they would celebrate Pride Month in the month of June. Groups of both protesters and supporters gathered outside the school board meeting and a bit of a brawl broke out between the two groups. Punches were thrown and three people were even arrested for using pepper spray. And fast fact number four, school choice was just signed into law in Nebraska, but the Nebraska State Education Association doesn't like it. They created a petition which would give voters the opportunity to vote the school choice law down. So the school choice law, known as the Opportunity Scholarship Act, it would prioritize students with the lowest household incomes, and it would give them the ability to use public funds to pay for private schooling. Finally, this isn't a fast fact, but I just want to, want to end on a positive note because I know I'm very critical of public schools, in general, not all schools, but the school system in general. And it's not so much the schools or individuals in public schools, but it's the system as a whole that I have issues with. You know, when governing bodies overstep. So I've had at least five great mentors in my life that were either public school teachers or public school coaches. They gave me opportunities that shaped my career in a great way, in a positive way and influenced my own teaching style. So these individuals impacted me because they were focused on their jobs and they were good at their jobs and that inspired me. They listened, they cared about their students, but they were focused on their subject areas. They did things differently compared to today's trends. For example, something they never did was talk to me about sex. They never guilted me or my classmates for having a certain skin color. They never celebrated one group of students over the other. And none of them ever tried to undermine my parents or pressure me to keep secrets from my parents. Through organization, through preparation, and calm, systematic approach, they made subjects like calculus easy. And by providing both freedom and structure, they were able to make the writing process enjoyable for me. So teachers and coaches absolutely can have a lasting positive impact on their students' lives. Just don't undermine their parents. Don't sexualize the children. And don't teach radical theories as truth. That's it. That's all I have for you this week. That's the state of state schools. Take care.